Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match. 
which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. In a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Not all crimes committed by one person are similar, meaning sometimes it's difficult to make the necessary connections to catch a serial killer before it's too late. On August 9th, 1971, a man was born who, by the time police realized how dangerous he really was, was no longer living on this earth to receive any justice. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On June 26, 1999, Radio Shack employee Jonathan Lemuel Lara was found brutally murdered in the back room of a store in Greenville County, South Carolina. He was bound to a chair with flex ties that were still tightly secured around his limbs and stab wounds, likely from a screwdriver, were found on his neck. At the time of his murder, Jonathan had been watching the store on his own, meaning there was no one there to protect him, defend him, or alert authorities when he was grabbed by an unknown assailant and dragged into that back room. The front door had been locked so no one could interrupt the attacks, and from the looks of the scene, the police were now looking for two very dangerous suspects. Unsure if this was an isolated incident or what the motive even was, police worked with what little they had to try and solve the murder. Six months later, they would have a break in the case as well as another victim. On December 22, 1999, just days before Christmas, someone, presumably the same person who killed Jonathan Lara, walked into a tiny flower shop on a busy street and, in broad daylight, slit the throat of 30-year-old wife and mother, Karen Moore Hayden, leaving her body face down in the back room of the Greenville Pelham florist shop. A delivery man found her later that day after arriving to see that, despite all the lights being on, the closed sign was still hung in the window. While there was little to go by in the way of evidence, police couldn't ignore the similarities between Jonathan and Karen's murders. Like inside the radio shack, nothing inside the floral shop was disturbed, including the flowers and vase that she was working on when she was accosted. It was bothering detectives how similar they were. And just as they started to consider that there may be a budding serial killer in their midst, a 911 call came in early the next morning that confirmed their worst fears. Early morning on December 23rd, 1999, 911 dispatchers in Pickens County, South Carolina, got a call to head over to the home of the Ott family on Antioch Road. Once they kicked the door in to get inside, they found Sandra Ott laying on the floor near the kitchen with a gunshot wound to her head. As they searched the rest of the home, they found Sandra's five-year-old son fast asleep in his bed, unaware of what just happened inside of his home. Timothy Ott, Sandra's ex-husband, was able to flee his home and run to a neighbor's to call police but was pursued by the gunman who shot him in the head inside of the neighbor's home and fled the scene. 
12 hours later, the man responsible, 28-year-old Dalen Forrest Bonds, was found in a nearby home that he had broken into and taken two women hostage. As police zeroed in on him and, faced with the idea of answering for his crimes, Dalen took his semi-automatic, placed it up against his head, and pulled the trigger. In the aftermath of his suicide, police took a look at Dalen's life and realized that he and Sandra had, at one point, been in a relationship, later determining that he likely stalked her for quite some time before killing her and Timothy. But then an anonymous call came in that made police realize that not only was Dalen a jaded lover who killed his old girlfriend, but he was also the cold-blooded killer who took the lives of two other strangers, Jonathan Lara and Karen Hayden. The call came in from an anonymous female, and when the forensic were tested with this new piece of information, they realized that this man, this man who lived less than a mile from the Greenville County Law Enforcement Center, a man who was now deceased and could not answer for his crimes, was in fact a serial killer. Two weeks after Dalen Bond's death, the Greenville police announced the arrest of Cassandra K. Laster for her connection with Jonathan Laura's murder. She was charged as an accessory after the fact when police realized that, despite living with Dalen and knowing about the murders, she did not come forward until after his suicide. She was found guilty and sentenced to 15 years, and she has since been released. And that's about all we know about Dalen and his brief stint as a serial killer. Officials in the state of Washington have named him as a suspect in at least three murders, But with him no longer walking this earth, he cannot stand trial for any of the other cases connected to him. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on August 10th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.